Looking to create your best self, whether it's good for you lifestyle hacks, smarter ways to supplement, or tasty tips to fuel optimal health, Talk Healthy Today provides you the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. I am absolutely in love with doing this podcast. I would be thrilled if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast. Now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. I just read a fantastic book, The Essential Oils Diet, Lose Weight and Transform Your Health with the Power of Essential Oils and Bioactive Foods. Here to talk about this amazing book is the author, Eric Zielinski, DC. We call him Dr. Z. He's also the best-selling author of The Healing Power of Essential Oils and Sabrina Ann Zielinski, also co-wrote this book. Dr. Z, welcome to Talk Healthy Today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited because we have a challenge, right? When I asked you just a couple minutes ago, zero being never heard of them, 10 being the most ever knowledge possible, where are you and your comfort level of essential oils? And you said four. So my goal is to get you up to like a five or a six in the next 40 minutes. Can we do okay. it? Yes. You're right. The last thing we want to do is regard essential oils as we do pharmaceutical drugs as a quick fix rather than lasting change. So let's yep. talk a little bit about that. So when you're, if you have a headache and you take a, you know, an, a painkiller, whatever it is over the counter, and then your headache might feel better. And maybe you have something going on with essential oils. I, are there some essential oils that can work quickly like that? Or, and, or are there essential oils that kind of take longer in the body and it's kind of like a, a longer process with continued use, if that question made sense? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, to answer the last one, I guess, first, because I think it's quicker, is yes, they could be instantaneous. A research has shown that when you apply essential oils topically, within minutes, those chemical compounds, plant-based chemical compounds, can be detected in your bloodstream. But here's the th- thing, though. They become completely metabolized. The half-life of essential oils are rapid. So within an hour and a half to two hours, you will not be able to detect those essential oils in your body anymore. So that's the difference between 24-hour DEET spray, right, and um, chemical surfactant laundry detergent that keeps chemicals there forever or extended periods of time versus having to apply essential oils on multiple times a day if like for example for sunscreen or bug repellent but when it comes to balancing blood pressure or blood sugar like we talk about in the essential oils diet to help with diabetes and obesity that's a regular thing that will have a direct impact on your body but here's a key though you make a good point um in my first book the healing power of essential oils i talk about um women's health in a broad spectrum and one thing that came upon multiple times when interviewing women, working with women is is yeast infections, vaginal infections. And so what happens is oftentimes a, a woman will go on an antifungal and then that will basically wreck the, the fungal balance in their body, which will then cause bacteria to overgrow. So then they got to go on to an antibiotic will then cause a, a, disaster. UTI, right? a UTI. So you're going from UTI to fungal infection and back and forth. So Dr. Jane Buckle, the foremost expert in clinical aromatherapy, she has a essentially a tampon um, r- remedy that uses tea tree and lavender. Oh, but wow, Dr. Buckle, yeah, and, I, and I, I quote her, I use the recipe in my book, but here's the thing though, why I'm bringing this up is J- Dr. Jane encourages people, hey, this isn't a quick fix. 
it, it, give it a couple days. And, and these things take time sometimes to remedy. And so this isn't fast acting to actin. And I want to, I guess, put that <laughs> out there where I've seen this across the board and especially with my new book coming out in this September um, about chronic disease, it takes years to develop most health conditions. So versus an acute situation where you want to have an Advil or something to help with quick pain relief. Well, we got peppermint and spearmint and copaiba for that. We can talk more about pain, but when it comes to disease and, and chronic management, I want to give people this insight. Like you got to give it a little bit of time. And as a, as a general rule of thumb, nutrition, supplementation, essential oils, mind body exercise, all that work, but it will take a little bit longer than the conventional approach. But because of that, there are virtually no side effects when used properly. That's the key. Who, what medicine can boast that? Especially in the day and age right now where everyone's chasing after different medications for a variety of conditions. Every medicine has a litany list of side effects. The only side effect you could possibly have with essential oils other than adverse drug reactions could be the rare allergic reaction to them if you use them safely. I mean, it's like there's no risk to going out smelling lavender flowers. I mean, seriously, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing when you get the essential oil. So just to put out there, put things into context. I want to talk about your childhood in terms of your health. You talk about having poor health. You got formula and cow's milk. You were plump. You had tonsillitis and you had antibiotics and you had more antibiotics. And then in your teen years, you had cystic acne, joint pain, digestive issues. And then your college years, it's like party time, went overboard with that. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this. I just kind of <laughs> gave some of the highlights that you had in the book. I love that you use the word plump. We, we have a new baby. <laughs> that was in baby. the book. I Is have to cute? say, I, yeah, I had to take that out because I really like that plump. So Ezekiel is our newest. Uh, oh, we have five. Congratulations. And Ezekiel's, wow. a, Ezekiel's a chunk. I mean, he's a chunk. And he's completely breastfed only. Nice. Right? And it was just funny. I was just talking to my wife this morning about that. And she was making fun of me because I was so fat and my mother fed me milk. I, I was never um, cow milk. I was never, or formula. I was not, never breastfed. So my pediatrician put me on a diet from whole milk to 2% milk because I was so fat. Anyway, that brings me to this place. So the long and the short of it is, and I want to use the word very carefully because I know people, um, I'm going to be very respectful of people who have been victimized and abused. But to say that I have been a victim of the American health and drug system, I think is fair. Um, in the food system, the sad standard American diet, I am the prototypical result of what happens when you live in an industrial country that doesn't focus on health. And when you go to an antibiotic for every first approach, when you don't look at your life holistically. And so, I mean, even starting, and it's no criticism, I guess, my mom. I mean, you know, there was a scare in the 80s, right, about PCP and then the milk. And I'm like, my mom, and again, her being who she was, a little concerned, it, it wasn't pushed to nurse your baby. So being formula fed from the very beginning, overusing antibiotics, and then Accutane, the suicide drug. No wonder I started getting suicidal thoughts and clinical depression in my late teens. 
I hit a rock bottom and I will never forget contemplating suicide. Like I was self-medicating on narcotics, smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, an alcoholic. And to me, you said taking the the college years to the next level. Yeah, it was. It was to a point where I received a little bit of freedom, the ID, that legal age of doing whatever I wanted to do. And then it went to the point where I came to the place where I just wasn't in a good place, a good spot, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. And that's when I, that's when I became a Christian. I, I hit my proverbial, uh, proverbial rock bottom. And that's when I, I was blind and I could see. And I'll never forget my mentor said, Eric, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You have to take care of it. You, you can't live this way and expect to be happy and have a good life. And it was almost like miraculous what happened to me. And then systematically, now for the last 18 and a half years, I've been studying, just an avid researcher and a student. And that was even before I got my clinical education and before I went to Emory University. And I'm on sabbatical, which I hope I ever go back. But I love the fact that you got your MPH because there's so... Um, I was studying to get my MPH as well. There's so much to be said about public health and how we need to look at not only me as a person, but how we support each other as a community. And that's really my takeaway message. That's why I write my books. That's really what my mission is. That's become my purpose. It's become my purpose. And for people that resonate maybe with my message, like maybe you were really sick and maybe you found that solution. And if you feel it on your heart, like I call myself a health evangelist, really at the end of the day, that's what I do. I'm trying to help people. And and it's one of those things where I'm not like throwing Coca-Cola cans on the ground out of people's hands or like flicking <laughs> cigarettes out of their mouths yet, but I'm there. I'm close because I know at 41 years old, I feel so much better than I did when I was 15, 20, 25. It's just unbelievable how your body will regenerate and heal itself under the right conditions. So it's, it's a wonderful purpose and it's a wonderful life to have and and to do it quite frankly professionally has become like a dream come true wow well you look amazing you look super healthy and fit it's great you know i love in the book that you have what is your why Mm. that is something that i ask in my book i think it's so important to figure it out right and to be able to say why do i want to do this and for you it sounds like you found your why it's not only your passion for helping yourself and your own loved ones, right? Be it healthy, but everybody, everybody wants to come on board, come on board and and learn and get healthy. So in the essential oils diet, the word diet alludes to the fact that we're talking about weight, right? We're talking about food. And so in the context of what you're talking about, why? Like why, what is your why? And and this is for myself included, because I'll tell you, I talk in my book about my fat pants story. Like, I get it. Like, I when I was going to chiropractic college, we had three kids. It was a lot. And I ended up gaining a couple pounds. I didn't, you know, I actually, I remember how humbling it was going to the seam, um, the tailor or the alterations place to get my pants stretched like an inch, two inches. It was like, <sighs> I was like, what happened to me? You know, here I am. And, you know, a lot of medical students can, you know, understand this as well and they can relate to it. But I remember getting out of balance, right? And so it really hit me like, what's my why here? And as I've worked with people 
And we have communicated with tens of thousands of people because we get millions of people to visit our website and our social media channels and people read our books. And, and it dawned on me that we need a why, a purpose, a reason beyond ourselves. Because quite frankly, if your why to losing weight, if your why to living a non-toxic, hopefully cancer preventative lifestyle, if your why is self-centered, if your why is vain, or centered in vanity of how you look, if your why doesn't hold you accountable to a higher standard, or dare I say higher power, you're not going to keep it. You're going to cheat. And that is why diets are meant to be broken. And that's why we propose a lifestyle. To me, I don't have a diet. Like for me, if I ever fall off the wagon, it would have to be like, I would have to be completely a reprobate and I could already see it. I'd have a cigarette in my mouth and I'd be eating a frosty from Wendy's. Like that would be whatever I'd be right now. Like that's me. Like, but that's, there's no cheating. And you no, know, again, coming from narcotics. And I think this is extreme because people, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman blew the internet out a few years ago when he said, and he's right, sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine, right? So when he explained this and now it's all over the place, it's become, you know, a natural health slogan, a mantra. Well, it's real. So for me, being a drug addict, I am not going to cheat and go snort a line of cocaine tomorrow. I'm just going to go to cheat. Well, I'm going to go to cheat and have a pint of Haagen-Dazs or Ben and Jerry's. I'm going to go cheat and do this. Like cheating is not even an option for me. I mean, it's a life style. And it's the same way. Like you're not going to cheat on your spouse. You're not going to cheat on yourself. And so for me, your why has to be so far beyond I want to look good for this wedding or have abs for whatever godly reason you want to abs for. <laughs> I mean, no offense to people with abs, but I was talking to my <laughs> wife about this. Look at all the ancient Greek and Roman statues and ancient. I mean, you know, look at the sense of beauty, especially for women. Look at, look at the prototypical marker of beauty. For the last two, three, five thousand years of recorded history, and we're way out of balance. To completely right. Anyway, there's a lot more to be said about that. So, so I, I want to encourage people to think about why am I doing this? And some people can do it for their family and their kids, and I think that's great. I think it's a good step. I do. Like I'm going to be healthy. To but here's the thing. Imagine being healthy so you can be your best version of you to make the impact on the world that I believe you're called to make. Because this world, especially now during this interview in April 2021, this world will never be what it should and could be until we all step up and be our best versions of us, right? Absolutely. And for those people who resonate with faith or spirituality, to me, I'm accountable to God. And that's the big issue. If you're a theist, if you recognize God or imagine now you're doing something because it's an act of love. It's an act of worship. And that just completely takes you to another level. Like, you know what the cool thing is about this? It's kind of cheating in the sense like I have so no temptation. It's like, I, 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 you know what I mean? Like I have so no temptation or so not, it's not even proper English. I, there's zero. <laughs> I know what you mean. You know what I mean? There is zero temptation. You know, I love my God so much. There is zero temptation for me to pursue another woman on any level because I do not want to, A, 
break that bond, that commitment to my wife and my children. But there's so not a temptation to go literally have an ice cream that's filled with sugar and cream and hormones. It's like, it's not even an option. Wow, this guy sounds crazy. You know what? Maybe it is that level of, of, of just commitment to who you are and how important. Like if you truly recognize these chemicals in the food as poison, like literally poison, why do you think half of our country's obese? Why do you think COVID wrecked our world? Because of obesity. That's the number one factor that we see with mortality, more, more morbidity, is obesity. If we were a healthy nation, if you live in a different country, if, if we were a healthy country, COVID wouldn't, wouldn't have been a dent. It wouldn't have been a dent. It's obesity. It's diabetes. Well, we're all that, living in that chemical soup you talked about. What do you do? And, and, and unless we treat this like an actual enemy, like something attacking our very body, our self, our soul, people will just go lackadaisical like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to cheat. If you get one thing from this talk, if you get one thing from my books, if you get one thing from our Bible health ministry is don't even let cheat even be a word in your vernacular. It shouldn't even be in your lexicon when it comes to your diet. You create a way of life that you enjoy, meaning this. Tonight's it's Friday today. It's pizza night. We love pizza. Gluten-free, dairy-free, awesome mama's pizza. I will maybe pop up some popcorn, organic popcorn with some coconut oil. That's not cheating. That's part of our lifestyle, but it's like one day this week, right? So that's where you create a lifestyle that you enjoy, that you cannot have to feel guilty for anything. And I invite everyone to come into my home, check out my pantry, my fridge, and they'll be like, look, I got nothing to be ashamed of here, right? That kind of lifestyle gives you power. Absolutely. I want to hear more about that Mama Z's pizza. Let's let's talk about that. Let me tell what what kind of non-dairy cheese with quotes cuz I don't eat dairy either. Do you use? Yeah, you know, there's a variety of things. You can make your own homemade cashew cheese, which is really fun. You can get really those on. Good. Um we like Daya cheese, D A I Y A. It's like a Yeah, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, you know, I get it. It's not health food. Like I'll be real. No. It's not health food, but we have found um organic I'm sorry. We have found that non-organic pasteurized dairy is one of the worst possible foods that's readily available everywhere. Your yogurts, your cheeses, your milks, all your different processed foods. It, it is extremely inflammatory. And one of the reasons why we're seeing so many young girls develop breasts so young in their age too is because of the hormones that they're getting from this milk. I mean, this yeah. is real, y'all. Like this is like when I was a kid, yes, girls absolutely. didn't develop at, at eight, nine years old. It was like I remember one girl in fourth grade and, and she was, you know, that was, that was rare. And so other than that, you got to think, what can you do otherwise? And so, yes, Mama Z's gluten-free pizza. Um, what is this? There's um, an almond flour crust pizza that we love to get. You know, I, I wish I had the name of it. It starts um, with a C, Kappa something. Yes, yes. Isn't that great? We love it. Whole Foods, it's frozen. I love it. It's it's thin crust. We put some veggies on top of it. And sometimes we want a little treat. We like nitrate-free um, turkey bacon. Maybe that could be a nice little thing for you if you like that. 
but that's our that's our pizza night and we do breadsticks with the same way with some garlic butter um again grass-fed ghee or whatever it is that you want to use yum city Yes. Have you ever had, I just tried it. It was so amazing. I think it's Mykonos or M-I-K-Y. Okay. They make a cultured butter, but it's dairy-free with coconut oil and cashews that tastes just like cultured butter. Like it's crazy. Yep. And it's Kite Hill. Amazing. Kite Hill's cream shields. I'm, I'm sorry, Kite Hill's uh, cream cheese. Yeah. There's so many good varieties of not like junk food, right. dairy free products out there now. Yeah. And that's really. what's so nice. But yeah, dairy is horrible. I've been saying that for years, shouting yeah. from the rooftops. And the fact mm-hmm. that it's still in our schools is a whole nother show. I mean, my daughter will argue with people. They're like, you know, she'll be like, you know, milk's not good for you. And they're like, what do you mean? It builds strong bones. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what, honey, don't, don't, don't upset yourself. They're not going to, I mean, we need to speak out, but at the same time, yeah. you know, I don't want her ostracized by all the kids at school because she's a weirdo <laughs> who keeps saying milk is bad. Right. But <laughs> Really? You're right. It's like, they don't get it. They and you know, that's it. the thing I remember. I will, I'll never forget. I was 14 years old. I, I have a vivid memory of being in a certain class just miserable because of gas and bloating and remembering just because I ate so much dairy when I was a kid and just remembering all the gut issues that I had. And, and my wife, when we met, it was this perfect storm of just me being unbelievably radical and I would eat nothing but like rice cakes and greens all day. And she was like, well, I, you know, she came from a culinary background and she had a lot of food sensitivities and she didn't know what to eat. And it was cool because I coached her and helped her like, okay, let's figure out what's causing this. And and then she's like, well, let me help your food look and taste better because everything I made was like green and brown. <laughs> so, so seriously, she laughs at me all the time. So my, our book, The Essential Oils Diet, is really a culmination of all of our favorite recipes like the lasagnas and squash souffles and desserts and fun little things. But it was culinary. It's like we, it took time. It took a lot of like gluten-free hockey puck breads that we had to throw out way outside. And, you know, that was okay. That was okay. But but it, 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 I want to get people, you know, here's the thing, why I'm mentioning this, is my wife didn't know why. She didn't know why she suffered. She actually developed bulimia. She became bulimic because she suffered so much with the foods that she ate. She didn't know what to do. But is she like got to the point where she can only eat like four foods without getting nauseous and sick. And so that's how I met her. And, and here's the reason why this is so important for all of us. There's a cause and effect to everything. It's just like gravity. You you drop a ball, it'll hit the ground. What you didn't, you weren't born under this planet with gut issues. It doesn't work like that. It had to develop. There had to be a cause. So especially people with gas, bloating, indigestion, constipation, if you're not having a good, healthy bowel movement one to two times a day, that's a problem, right? You shouldn't need Pepto-Bismol or Prevacid or some drug after you eat to not be horribly in pain or nauseous. Like this sense of normal, like, oh, I need my sleep pills. I need this just to get by. You should need nothing. And you know, to go back to what you mentioned about oils, you shouldn't even need oils. And that's where I love essential oils. I teach people to use oils to enhance your life. I don't need to use essential oils right now. Like that's really important. I don't need to use essential oils to live a healthy life. I choose to use essential oils to enhance my life. But God forbid something does happen to me. 
I know and I have a natural remedy to approach it. That's the drug mentality is I need this to fix this for the rest of my life. No way. Yeah, no, I'm completely on board. Let's jump into talking about oils. You write, it may surprise you to learn two things about essential oils. First, essential oils are not essential. And second, they are not oils. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what? how did they get that name? What does that mean? <laughs> Why don't we call them something else? No. <laughs> the people that coined the name considered oils, which they are, the very essence of food and flavor. That's key. I'm sorry, um, um. Um, um, flavor and aroma. I'm sorry. The very essence of flavor and aroma. Oils, meaning they are fat soluble. They're lipophilic, hydrophobic, water hating, fat loving, volatile organic compounds, which means they, they readily dissolve and, and disperse through fatty substances. But if you put a drop of essential oil in a glass of water, it'll float, right? So that's very important because you never ever, 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 ever put a drop of essential oil and mix it in water and say like, okay, I'm going to flavor my water. It doesn't work. Like you're literally just putting a drop of oil in your mouth. And so we teach you all about, and we have little hacks. We love liquid stevia. And I got to make a disclaimer. If you don't love liquid stevia, I get it. I forgive you. Find something that does work. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. People always say, well, I don't like it. Okay, whatever. Cal, K-A-L is our favorite brand. It's a newer brand with apple cider vinegar. They're sweet leaf. Find a fatty, I'm sorry, find a liquid substance that you could use with essential oils, even honey. Um, and by the way, honeys won't kill you. I mean, especially if you're diabetic. Like, you know, I have friends that are diabetes experts that, hey, it's, it's about moderation when it comes to a lot of these things. So essential oils are not essential in that they're not primary metabolites. They are not needed for life. What's primary nutrition your carbs, your fats, your proteins, your vitamins and minerals. If you do not have these components, you will die. That's You will die of deficiency. But essential oils are known as bioactive compounds. They're quote-unquote secondary metabolites. But here's a cool thing about bioactive compounds. Research has shown and researchers have said, and I actually quote, it's not in front of me, but I quote researchers that emphatically state, if you have a diet replete in bioactive compounds, you will never truly be healthy. What are bioactive compounds? Polyphenols, carotenoids, like antioxidant rich foods, fiber. Again, you don't need fiber to live, but if you don't eat fiber, you're going to have some major issues with your gut health. And essential oils are, cons are part of that group. They're antioxidant rich volatile, meaning they readily evaporate compounds. So when you put your nose into a rose, you're, you're actually smelling a physical component being emitted from the plant into your nose. It sends a signal to your olfaction or your factory system right to your brain. And there's so much to be said about the healing power of smell that scientists are just tapping into. Yeah, it's really incredible. And I like that you have different ways to use them. There's inhalation, yep. topical application, ingestion. I have to say, I made a mistake once. <laughs> I, I started to get a headache and I read that you should use peppermint. So I put it right on my skin. Mm -hmm. Oh God, that burned. So see, that's what I don't know. So talk yeah. to us about that. Ta start with the inhalation, then the topical and ingestion. And if you can give us some examples of some and, and what they do, uh, that would be amazing. And thankfully you didn't sweat and that didn't get into your eye because that happened to me before oh yikes <laughs> right burn. it was horrible but you know what a coconut oil or olive oil wash right in my eyes help that's the other thing right and that's good, that's good. so 
to put it in perspective, again, going from the Judeo-Christian biblical mindset, we hear God telling Moses, hey, get this big old vat of olive oil, put myrrh, calamus, cinnamon, cassia in it, and create this anointing oil. Well, that was basically an herbal extract. You can do the same thing. Get a nice mason jar, fill it with olive oil, put in some myrrh resin, some cinnamon bark, and let that steep for a, a few weeks. That's basically what that was. That is what our ancestors used. Our ancestors couldn't even conceive of what we have today as essential oils because steam distillation wasn't invented till the 9th century AD by Arab alchemists, all right? So why am I saying this? Because throughout history, people used herbal extracts, herbs, incense in a very highly diluted, non-concentrated form. When you pick up an essential oil online or at the store, you're picking up something that is extremely potentially dangerous and therapeutic. And let's say lavender, best example, a little 15 milliliter, which has about maybe 275 to 300 drops, depending on the dropper size. You're, you're literally holding in your hand three pounds of lavender flowers. And wow. just, just conceptualize that for a minute. Like pick up a lavender blossom. It's like lighter than air. Three pounds of that has to be steam distilled to get one itty bitty bottle. A lemon or orange bottle, same amount, 15 mil. You got about 40 to 45 rinds because the oil is in the rind. So you have to cold press like you do olive oil, grapeseed oil to get that. That's a lot of plant-based matter to get just one itty bitty bottle. That's like juicing. You have to use like a lot of celery to get a glass of celery juice. It is. And it's a lot. That's why one drop contains up to two, 300 different plant chemicals that are highly potent. So why are we mentioning this? Because we need to treat these with, quite frankly, respect and honor that they can burn our bodies and they could cause a reaction if used misappropriately. And so that's why we teach how to dilute the essential oil with a fatty substance like shea butter or jojoba or sweet almond oil or olive oil, whatever. But the reality is you want to mix this essential oil with another fatty substance to dilute it. That's why we like to put a drop or two in our guacamole. Hey, I'll tell you. Okay, wait, what do you put in your guacamole? Oh, hold on. If you've never had guacamole with a drop of lime and a drop of cilantro, You've never had guacamole. Ooh, yes. sounds amazing. So a little, you know, tongue-in-cheek complaint against the herb industry, the dried herb industry. I love herbs. We use them. My mother-in-law's an herbalist. But the, but the problem with dried herbs is they're dried. They're dehydrated and the essential oil is extracted out. So you're, you're getting a very minor medicinal effect. So when treating diabetes, which people do, naturally with cinnamon bark, for example, one drop of cinnamon bark essential oil has the same effect as like a teaspoon or two of cinnamon powder. Like that's considerable difference, considerable difference, right? So that's why our diabetes blood sugar balancing blends that we share in the book that had been clinically shown to increase insulin sensitivity, all you need is two or three drops in a gel capsule, and that can have a profound effect on your body's ability to balance blood sugar. So meaning we got to put things back into context. So essential oils are wonderfully effective. They're highly therapeutic, and they do have a medicinal effect, unlike any supplement or food that you could get on the planet. Like they're, they're, they're truly concentrated plant-based compounds. So dilute them. Ingest them with a capsule like I share in the book or use them with a fatty substance. Like my favorite, I drink it every day. 
every day. It's one of my morning get up and go routines. I love matcha green tea and I love making a latte just in my Vitamix. And here's a quick little tip for people. You don't, you don't need a frother. You don't need to be a barista. You can hack your way. If you got a Vitamix or something that can handle hot water, I'll put in, and again, the recipe's in the book, but I'll, and I don't even measure any. I'm, I'm, hey, I, I'll apologize. My mother's Sicilian. We don't measure anything. We just throw stuff. So my mom taught me a lot in the kitchen. So I'll get hot water. I'll get some, you know, my coconut almond milk. I'll put it in my Vitamix. I'll get um, like a teaspoon and a half of whatever I measure that is of matcha latte, but I'll put a drop of peppermint and a drop of cinnamon bark. And with my liquid stevia, that's my morning latte. And the peppermint is just invigorating, clinically shown to increase your respiratory rate, give you energy. It's a hunger curbing remedy as well. Cinnamon bark, we mentioned earlier, insulin sensitivity helps balancing blood sugar, helps therefore helps curb cravings. I oftentimes, unless I'm doing a lot of working out um, or exercise or other activities, I find myself, quite frankly, not needing breakfast in the morning. I'm just not hungry. And I'll have my matcha latte as like my, my little morning thing. Next thing you know, two, three in the afternoon, I get hungry. I'll have a snack and then dinner time. So it, it's kind of like intermittent fasting for me. It's how I do it. But that's how I incorporate the essential oils. And notice though, the coconut milk or the almond milk is the fatty substance that helps disperse the essential oil so it's safe. I'm just not putting hot water with oil and drinking it. So if you want your remedy to help you sleep better, get some chamomile tea. You could steep it. But before you do, get your coconut milk or almond milk, put a drop of your Roman chamomile in there, mix it first, then you put mix that with the tea. That's the secret of culinary aromatherapy dosing. Talk to us about the ones that you can put on topically and what are they used for? Some of them, just pick a few. Virtually any essential oil you can apply topically. I mean, every one. So it's just a matter of- Even peppermint? Oh, yeah. It just depends on where you put it. Oh, no, you needed to dilute. Like I'll I'll almost guarantee, no, seriously, if you would have, here's a simple thing. If you would have put just a teaspoon of coconut oil in your hand and put that drop of peppermint, that would have solved your problem. Ah, okay. That's the problem. You, You just can't put the oil on just straight, neat, undiluted. Right. That's right. the concern. So let's hit. I mean, there's a million things. Orange essential oil, anti-inflammatory, proven antidepressant, mood boosting, bergamot oil is great for anxiety, panic attacks, peppermint. Again, we mentioned for energy, but also with pain and headaches, spearmint, copaiba. Um, what is that? I've never okay. even heard that before. Yeah. C O. P-A-I-B-A. It's a resin from a tree. So I'm sure you've heard of CBD, right? Everyone's heard of CBD nowadays. Well, CBD works by activating the CB2 receptors in the endocannabinoid system. No one ever heard of this stuff. No one cared about it. But the reality is your endocannabinoid system is like it regulates almost every aspect of your life and your body, right? So CBD CBD helps by activating one of the receptors and it has a non-psychotrophic effect, aka won't get you high if it's true CBD. Well, why am I mentioning that? Copaiba and black pepper are two essential oils that are rich in a chemical known as beta-caryophyllin that will also interact with and and, and um, stimulate the CB2 receptor. So you'll find a similar effect therapeutically with using copaiba topically and internally 
and also black pepper as you would with CBD. Um, in my new book that's coming out in September, I, I cover a lot more with CBD because there's been more research about CBD and how to use them together with essential oils. But the reality is they play very well together. And I actually use CBD as a carrier oil as well, topically and internally. And for people that are really battling inflammation or pain or anxiety, having a gel capsule with a dose of CBD with a drop of copaiba, that can make a world of difference for you. So we're trying to teach people to use essential oils therapeutically safely, but also to maximize the effect by combining them with with other other things like CBD. I'm a big fan of CBD. So in this book, The Essential Oils Diet, you actually have a plan. And I love this. You have six six reasons you will succeed with the essential oils diet. Number one, it doesn't overcomplicate things. Two, no need to count anything. Love that. Three, no good or bad foods. Four, we respect biochemical individuality. Five, eat what you love. Six, not just for weight loss. I love the bio-individuality. And if people heard the show, they know I've said this before. I'm very sensitive to grains. And if I eat rice, brown rice, uh, it's not about gluten, but wheat or even rice pasta, I get really tired. My husband can eat it and he's, you know, he rides his bike, he does yoga, he, you know, he's amazing. And it doesn't make him feel sluggish at all. Mm -hmm. So there is like, I do better on, you know, more of a paleo, but like lots of vegetables, lots of healthy fats, little bits of grass fed meat. Uh, you know, some yams and I feel great, but you give me a bowl of rice and I'm like, okay, I'm about to pass out. So unfortunately, and I have food sensitivities too, like, like you mentioned with your wife. Um, So I think that's important because for some people it works and some people it doesn't. So is that where you were going with that when you wrote the biochemical individuality that, you know, some foods just affect people differently? You know, me being a 41-year-old Caucasian with an ancestry from Poland and Italy, my mom's family's from Sicily, my father's family's from Poland, um, I'm a completely unique individual than, let's say, a 71-year-old African-American from Kenya. And I think that's important, like you mentioned, because we all handle things differently. And by the way, you know, there's the blood type diet and there's the ancestral diet. Like, I think these diets have been around forever and they've been so popular because they they hit on this concept of like, you are who you are because of generations of evolution to how you became. And you got to look back a little bit. So you'll see a lot of Asian people do well with rice because they eaten rice since the beginning of human civilization in Asia, right? So, I mean, but same thing like people from Poland and Italy. Like, I do great with grains. I mean, it makes sense. I wish I did. (laughs) And, hey, you know what, though? By the way, I challenge you, go to Italy and eat. See what happens because there's something known. I talk about this in the book about the Italian paradox because, because Italy has outlawed glyphosate, Roundup, right? They've outlawed GMOs. Like, their food is real. Like, I remember going to Italy the first time many years ago and eating a grape. And I was like, wow, it reminded me of the grapes I used to eat in the 80s. And then something happened in the 90s and then whatever they call it, the early 2000s and then now the teens. Like food doesn't taste like how it used to anymore, right? And especially a lot of the food is sterile. You know, seedless might be convenient, but seedless is sterile and that's not natural. Like seedless was has been chemically engineered to be sweeter and easier to eat, but a seedless food, a seedless plant will end up becoming extinct. So just think about that. Like evolutionary speaking, it has zero value. 
And so it's all chemical manufacturing. So when you go overseas and you're spitting out your seeds from your grapes like all the Italians do, well, yeah, because it tastes good. And the way that they grow vineyards for wine, it's dry farm. They don't irrigate. Like it's illegal in France to irrigate, you know, in some parts of their vineyards. I mean, we have we have mass produced food out of season. That's the other thing too. Right. Out of season where we've become very adept to things that and our bodies have just adapted to this low nutritional concept. But the reality is though, we need to be very sensitive to who we are. And that's hard because that means that I have to make five different meals for five different people in my home. Well, no, that's the challenge, right? You right. gotta find that. Maybe you have that side of rice for your husband, but you you do almond flour noodles or whatever works for you. But yeah, that's the challenge. And that's where we talk in the book, like, look, th- this is the key. First, you got to get yourself in a good place where you're healthy and happy and you got this in, in check. But also try to be creative and making foods ahead of time and finding things that work for all the people involved. Because again, we have a family of seven. I get it. I wanted to mention that the book is so fantastic because you go way beyond just all the great information about essential oils. I mean, you're talking about groups of foods and herbs. Well, hold on a second. Where did it go? Um, hold on. I have all these. You talk about managing anxiety, taming inflammation. You talk about staying healthy in a toxic world, the keys to abundant life, emotional abundance, mental, physical. You touched on that in the beginning a bit. And then you have a whole bunch of recipes, which I made some. So I'm going to, let's go. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, let's see. So the greens and herb omelet is delicious. That's in the breakfast. Uh, you've got all kinds of great lunches and side dishes. You've got appetizers. You've got dinners. I mean, everything looks amazing. Oh, you have a slow cooker lasagna. That sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. I have to make that. But yeah, I mean, you've got uh, a lemon dip with essential oils. You've got basil and parsley, super pesto. I mean, just having that extra green. Parsley is so good for you. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. you could expand on that. You have a kale and lentil super soup. You've got sauces, dressings, condiments, and butters, basil butter, dill butter, vegan Greek dressing. I mean, you really did a great job. Oh, we can't forget dessert. Uh, what's your favorite dessert in here? I like the Dr. Z's black bean chocolate brownies. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the black beans and the chocolate brownies. What did you, what do you like? I like the, um, my, my avocado pudding is my favorite. Oh, I, you know what? It's so funny you said that because I've been looking for a good avocado pudding recipe because I keep seeing them and then you make it. It's a little disappointing. 267. How did I miss that? I'm going to mm-hmm. have to make that. Let's, let's talk about this. What do we got going on in here? Years, years of, and you know what? The, the sky's the limit, especially for kids, um, kids that are picky. And I find that, um, again, avocado is a fatty substance. It's a great carrier for I love avocado. It's a great carrier. If you wanted to make peppermint version, you could put a drop of peppermint in it. If you want orange, again, you know why we call it the essential oils diet. That was kind of an argument with, with my, my publisher, by the way. I was like, well, it's really not a diet. It's a lifestyle, but essential oils are part of what we do. It's like we're trying to teach people that. Okay, you might we kind of glossed over it, but but it is how about the, let me make a, a really bold statement here. It is impossible to reach your ideal weight sustainably. It's impossible to have a disease prevention type of lifestyle if you are being inundated by toxins all day. Right. And so again, 2020, 2021, our world was knocked to its knees by a quote, airborne pathogen. I've been preaching about airborne pathogens 
forever. Like what's in the air that you're breathing? Artificial fragrances. What about the things that you're putting on your skincare, right? What about over sanitizing? Oh, that's a whole nother topic now that we've been in this hyper sanitization and, and mindset. So all these toxins, what they do is they ultimately compromise your metabolism, so your body's metabolism is focused on keeping you alive primarily. That's the focus of metabolism. And so it's going to be spending its time cleansing it, the body and trying to rid of all these toxins. So what we're trying to do, and this is no joke, this is beyond proven because we've walked thousands of people through this program. Just by simply detoxing your life, meaning stop the junk, throw away the aerosols, replace it with essential oils, diffusers, throw away your poo-poo sprays, all this stuff, people slowly start to lose weight. Why? Because their body is functioning more properly. So now that's where the essential oils mindset comes into play because they're all anti-inflammatory. They're all antiviral, antibacterial. They're good for cleaning, good for body care. But when you incorporate them into your food, it's like, wow, this is cool. Now I get a little more boost. I get more, more, more health benefits. So that's why we add so many oils in the recipes because of the flavor that's fun. But we're actually kind of hacking into the plant medicine mindset here and it becomes exciting like wow the sky's the limit here and again for us we don't use oils because we have to because we want to and quite frankly the more that we use them the less that we need to because we're healthier it's like this wonderful way of life that it's like wow you know they didn't teach me this in school um and we lost it quite frankly in historically we lost this in the 20th century there was this baton that got passed that would got dropped so yes fun recipes super tasty we love to eat our like i actually have my our wedding cake recipe in there our carrot cake wedding cake um our wedding cake recipes in there and that that was fun like that's we, awesome we do like to eat our gluten-free naturally sweetened cake and we do like to have our cake and eat it needed too, too. <laughs> so, so speak, right <laughs> Well, you also have groups of foods and herbs from the core of the essential oil diets. You've got seeds, healthy oils and fats, fruit, cruciferous vegetables, nuts, legumes, wild-caught cold-water fish, and teas. And that can be delicious. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I am a big on seasoning. Like, I love garlic. I love onions. I love paprika. I love to experiment with cumin. And Mexican uh, seasonings are my favorite. So you can take something simple. You can take some wild-caught cold-water fish and put some wonderful spices, wonderful essential oils, and it just tastes amazing. Like this for lunch today, I had quin- a little bit of quinoa, some pinto beans, a ton of avocado, a ton of cilantro, which is really good for you, and tomatoes, because I don't have the nightshade thing, luckily. And what else? I put some garlic in there and it was in some poblano pepper. The only thing I was missing was the essential oil, which would be lime, I'm guessing. Yeah. Like you said earlier, that would be good. Or or make a little dip with it. I mean, or don't even put it in the food. Just have it diffused around you. You know, that's a little key that we give. We have our cutting your craving diffuser blend for a lot of folks that are struggling with hormone imbalance, which really causes them to overeat or not feel full when they should. And so using essential oils can actually help stimulate and 
help meaning the leptin and the ghrelin imbalance. Ghrelin is a hormone that makes you have unhealthy cravings. Leptin is that hormone that makes you feel full and obese people oftentimes have a low leptin um, quality quantity in their body and that why they're eating two, three, four helpings until they feel like they're full and their stomachs end up stretching. It, it's dangerous. I mean, it really is. And so essential oils can help balance that out. And that's kind of fun. So you're diffusing essential oils before and even during your meal. And next thing you know, here's a big tip out of all the little cool tips we've given. Yeah. You know, and you, when you study the blue zones, I cover that as well in the book. When you study the blue zones and Dan Bwetner, what he found was there's there's a commonality between all the different areas of the world where people live longest and they're healthiest. And one of which is they don't overeat. It's like, and I believe it's Japan and Okinawa where there's a name for it, where it talks about leaving the table when you're like 75, 80% full. You know, I wish I had a measuring stick on my stomach that I could look at and it's hard. Like, okay, where am I? Am I 50%? Whatever. But there are certain things and these are like, we actually give like, there, there's a little sidebar in the book. Like, how do I I know when I start feeling full because how many times have you eaten to the point where like, oh man, and then you got to loosen the proverbial yep. belt buckle and it's like, oh, I overdid it. That really should never happen. And so a eating too fast is a part of it. Um, so that slow eating movement can help with that. But you know, here's a tip when, when food doesn't taste as good as it did, maybe a couple bites ago, that's your body saying, okay, I'm satiated because to the hungry soul, any bitter thing is sweet. The proverb says, right? If you know your proverbs. So literally anything when you're, Hey, food never tastes so good than when you're hungry. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? It's like, wow, I'll eat this cabbage. This is the best cabbage I've ever had in my life because you haven't eaten all day. People recognize that. But once you have five, six, seven bites, like, okay, let me get you something sweeter, fattier. Give me that that stimulation. So you'll find that most, you know, that first bite of cake is wow. But at that 20th bite of cake, it's like, okay, I'm enough now. It's like the body's like enough, enough. So be conscious of that. And also when your body starts to extend a little bit, your tummy, like don't push it. And you'll find just by pushing away at 75 to 80% full, you'll be in so much of a better position where you will find your ideal weight. Your body will digest foods better. You'll be able to go to sleep better. You'll be able to lose weight, burn fat better. It's just common sense that we just don't have in our culture because we're part of the clean plate club and you get these American sized plates or Australian sized plates or European sized plates in some parts of Europe that are just ungodly. It's like going back to little, you know, our side dishes are most of the world's main plates. If you look at, and that's the other thing, treat yourself like a dog, give yourself a dog bowl food, like only fill it up this much, right? I mean, think about that. Like we, we feed our dogs based off of the size of the bowl, basically oftentimes, right? So focus on that. Like, what can you do with this little plate? Don't make it 10 inches high, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just, just use that mentality and train your body to focus more on quality, not quantity. You are so right. The last thing I want to ask you about is for sugar cravings or sweet cravings. What's a good essential oil to help with that? You know, I'll go back to black pepper. We've helped umpteen people quit smoking with black pepper. Oh, like we, wow. we have a, yeah, um, we have our quit stick remedy, which is also the same as our cut your diffuser blend remedy in the book with um, cinnamon bark, peppermint, grapefruit, and black pepper. Um, 
the quit stick is pretty kind of cool. It's wooden toothpicks that you soak in like a shot glass or a one ounce glass jar of olive oil with the essential oils and the wooden toothpicks suck in the oil. You let them dry. So when you get that hankering or craving for a smoke, you oftentimes, I know what it's like, you get the oral fixation fixed. You put the toothpick in your mouth, but because of the beta caryophyllin I mentioned earlier, because of the chemicals in the peppermint and the other, um, you know, cinnamon bark and grapefruit, it'll help with the cravings. Actually, black pepper has been shown to reduce the withdrawals associated with nicotine cessation. And so here's my thought. Again, I'm making a conjecture here, but if black pepper can help you quit smoking because of addiction, isn't addiction addiction, whether it's sex, drugs, rock and roll, right? It's the same part of the brain. So if there's, if there's a part of the brain craving something, it's not like there's a special part of the brain just for smoking and another part of the brain for addiction just for food and another part of addiction just for sex. It's addiction. It, you know, I kind of like, let, let, let's agree on that. So if we can agree on that, let's treat it the same way. And there is part of the body that wants that extra hit, that wants that extra dopamine rush, that is craving it. So these essential oils clinically have been shown to help. And so we diffuse them. We'll put them in the quit sticks. And for people that really need support and help, that's where you can even put those in a gel capsule with a little bit of olive oil and ingest them once or twice a day. And I mean, this will set the captive free. If you're stuck, if you're addicted I get it. I was. I was not only addicted to narcotics and alcohol and smoking, but sugary foods. Like I'm, you know, as you hear maybe in my voice, the passion that I have for the things that I do, I'm all in. Like I, I, I'm 110% all the time. So when I was in the other life, I was 110% there. Now I'm doing what I'm doing now. So if that's your mentality, if you resonate with that, well, if you found yourself, well, maybe this energy is focused on the wrong things. Essential oils can maybe be that bridge to help you. Wow. You're incredible. I can't wait to have you back when your new book comes out. The book we're talking about today and so much more is The Essential Oils Diet, Lose Weight and Transform Your Health with the Power of Essential Oils and Bioactive Foods. Dr. Z, tell us the name of your book coming out later this year and also how we find you because you're fabulous. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. And thank you for, for, I mean, you've asked some really good questions from the book. I love that. Um, you can find me at naturallivingfamily.com. I have hundreds of recipes and remedies and free resources for you there. It's, it's my gift to you and the world. And my new book coming out in September is called The Essential Oils Apothecary. It's available everywhere books are sold. Same thing with The Essential Oils Diet. And my first book, The Healing Power of Essential Oils. Um, we love to serve and help any which way that we can. Well, you're absolutely amazing. This has been so enjoyable. I learned a ton. I think I'm more like a six, maybe. I was going to ask you. Okay. So you went from four. I don't know. I won't put straight peppermint oil on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that right there was a point. All right. I'll give you you (laughs) (laughs) 6.5. No. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Healthy Today. I hope you got as much out of the show as I did. I feel so lucky to talk to so many incredible people to help you live your healthiest life. So please rate, review, and subscribe and never miss an episode of Talk Healthy Today.